Hello and welcome to Lisa Express Podcast. On this platform, our goal is to help you experience sexual, emotional, and mental wellness. My name is Elizabeth Aquinley. In the last 12 weeks, specifically from January till end of March, we've been focusing on the series Avoiding Traumatic Parenting through our Wisdom Wednesday content. Wisdom Wednesday, by the way, happens on Instagram. So every Wednesday, we have questions or conversation starters for couples, intending couples, parents that they need to have in order to have better relationship between themselves and their partners, also between themselves and their children. So the last three months, we did focus on avoiding traumatic parenting. However, if you people haven't seen those questions, and if you've seen those questions, the idea of this podcast series, which is lasting for the next four weeks, is to help you understand how to avoid traumatic parenting. And I want to give you something extensive beyond just questions. Where did those questions come from? Why did we generate those kind of questions? So if you haven't followed it, I recommend you just go on Instagram and search Lisa Express C or type Lisa Express Consult and we will come out. Of course, we have a highlight with Wisdom Wednesday. You find all the questions from all our previous Wisdom Wednesdays there, but particularly the last 12. Please just go check them out. So if you're wondering if this is for you, I'm going to read the highlight of which kind of parents we said our content was for. This is for parents who want to ensure they don't pass trauma to the next generation as culture. This is for parents who want to teach their kids how to enjoy community and manage conflict that comes from sharing space with others. This is for parents who want to help their children drop bad habits without traumatizing them in the process. This is for parents who want to inspire their children to succeed academically. This is for parents who want to ensure their children are correctly taught about sex and don't have to learn it from wrong sources. This is for parents who want to ensure their children can avoid abuse or at least can articulate themselves if justice is needed. This is for parents who want to empower their kids to avoid or stop bullying. This is for parents who want to resolve their childhood traumas and identify conflicts they never attended to. This is for parents who want to provide what they lacked for their kids but don't want to incapacitate them with too much. This is for parents who want to help their children avoid romantic errors. This is for parents who want to be friends with their teenagers. This is for parents who want to keep up with their child's generation or their children's generation. So as you see, I have listed 12 reasons, 12 kind of parents that content was for. I believe you fall somewhere within this 12 if you're listening to me up until this exact second. Today is an introduction, so I will start with something really simple, which is confronting your trauma. Confronting your trauma. A child from zero till age two has absolutely no idea of cognitive instructions. So if you tell the child, if you do that, I'll beat you, blah, blah, blah. If you beat the child, in two minutes, the child will return because they don't have a long-term storage of that information. However, they did receive the information. The information just sits down somewhere in their subconscious. The same thing happens for children between age three to six. 
So you will find out that between those ages, your children are easily malleable. If you tell your child, don't go there, I'm going to flog you. Every time you pick up your cane, he'll most likely, he might not remember what it feels like to be beaten. Because if you play with him with the same cane, he will play along, right? If you threaten him with it, he will get the threat. But it's not a long-term thing. It's not long-term information. However, the information stores up in their subconscious. So, you as a parent, do you have traumas? Well, the question now becomes, what is trauma? How do I know I've been traumatized? Those are the questions you'll be asking yourself. How do I know I've been traumatized? What counts as trauma? These are many more conversations are what we will have as we go along. Next week, we're supposed to talk about stifling your child as a defense technique, fighting through your child and healing as a journey. Those are the four topics we will be covering. As a child, what were the things you went through? Say, for example, your parents never had enough financially and so when it comes to money you have a traumatic relationship with money um so there's this very popular joke in some parts of nigeria i don't know where you're listening to me from but there were families as we were growing up where the children were not allowed to eat meat until they were done eating food because the family cannot afford to give them more than one meat over a period of time, it became a thing of discipline where you don't touch your meat until you're done eating. But we know it was not discipline that gave birth to eat. It was actually lack. If you grow up in that kind of environment where you were constantly given a choice, where you don't get the opportunity to have it all. Yes, you don't always have it all in life, but there are times where you have the opportunity to have it all. For example, some people went to private school, had private teachers after school, had time to go out with their friends, were able to go camping because they were not particularly taking up any family responsibility and their parents could afford to pay for all of those things. Whereas some other people didn't. Now, if you grow up in an environment of financial lack, there is a huge possibility that you have a traumatic relationship with money. Every time you see money, you think it will get exhausted. You think lack. You think if it gets exhausted, I would lack freedom. I would lack this. I recommend you go listen to money as an emotional need. If what I just said right now resonated with you. If you grew up in an environment where your parents were not lovey-dovey people, where your parents were um, very instructive, it was like a military camp, everything was an instruction. What happens over a period of time is that relationships cuddling relationships cordial relationships relationships that are based on trust that can be very um extra in terms of romance for example they feel unreal to you because you don't have those kind of relationships you don't have that kind of background what that has done is that it has created a traumatic possibility for you now when you get in a relationship where the other person is very romantic or the other person is very lovey the other person is very open the other person is very vulnerable you don't understand you are closed you are defensive you don't understand 
because you don't have that experience the information you have from zero to six stored up in your subconscious does not align so even though you're intellectually trying to say oh i'm going to open up your subconscious is fighting it because that's not the information you have there and how does your subconscious fight it when you get a new information your brain processes it by running a check with all the other knowledge you have so let's say you were in biology class and you studied reproduction when you go to agri class and they're teaching you reproduction in animals what your brain does is simply connect that knowledge to the first one. Oh, yeah that's the same thing yes what could happen in that moment is you could also generalize the knowledge while your agri teacher was teaching you reproduction in animals and your biology teacher taught you reproduction for all living things you could actually mix both of them up in such a way that you could go define sexual with asexual you know why you just generalized it the moment you saw reproduction the moment you saw sexual you just generalized everything your brain has a way of processing it processes by generalization by distortion and by deletion when you find an information that is something you've experienced before you just generalize that's why you don't learn to drive twice you don't learn to drive separately on a manual car and learn to drive separately on an automatic or learn to drive a ford separately from when you drive a mercedes because the moment you get in the car, your brain just processes, oh yes, I drove the other time, this was how I moved the clutch, this was how I moved this, this was how I stepped on that, blah, and off you go. Generalization is great. So when we tell people, don't generalize, uh, the question becomes, what are they generalizing? Some information, especially what has to do with society, social information, may not work for generalization. But it does work for scientific things. It does work for things that are set in stone, like laws. All right then we have the concept of distortion when you find something somewhere that should not be where it should be at you're not sure if what you're processing is the right thing so when someone asks you you said you met who and so person you're like uh, i'm not sure now let's assume your dad was a religious person and then one of those days you pass in front of a nightclub and you see him you tell yourself nah that can't be him what you would do is your brain would delete the information because it does not align with what you previously know. Why did I go into all this? I went into all that to explain how your brain correlates new information with old information. So I'm going to ask you, when you think about your childhood, what are the predominant problems that are there? Were you afraid to talk to your parents? Were your family members verbally abusive? Did everybody not care about what anybody does? Did they leave you to fend for yourself? Did you have to grow up too soon? Did you get sexually harassed? Maybe not by a family member. Did you get abused? Did you abuse someone? All of these are trauma points in your childhood. And guess what? If you do not confront them, if you do not deal with them, and one of the ways to deal with them is through therapy. And that's why we said all those questions. I am pleading with you to listen to this episode. Please do go on Instagram, search for Lisa Express Consult, and just go to our Wisdom Wednesday highlight. Those questions will do you a world of good. And as a matter of fact, we will compile it into an ebook and it will be on our site before the end of this month.
you want to know what your trauma points are because if you do not know what your trauma points are you would assume that is the way you are but that's not the way you are you're frugal with money but are you frugal because you are afraid that your money is going to get exhausted are you greedy because you're afraid your money is going to get exhausted do you run away from relationships because you lost someone you loved early in life and you just feel like, nah, I'm not going through that again? Maybe a parent, maybe a romantic partner. What are the traumas you've had to deal with as a person? Whether they were in childhood, between zero to six, when you could not control anything and they just sat down there in your subconscious and they're directing your actions. Or there are things you even experienced as an articulate adult who knew what they were going through. You want to make sure you confront your trauma. If you can remember one thing, just one, it doesn't have to be a horrible thing. It might just have been something you lacked. Maybe a little bit of hug, maybe a little bit extra hug, a little extra smile, a little I'm proud of you, a little how dare you not come first in your class, a little bit of attention that didn't involve you being compared with someone, that didn't involve you competing with someone. Some of us don't even understand that the reason we are so competitive is because when we were growing up, some of our parents withheld their love from us until we came first in class. And so we feel like the only way to be loved is to come first all the time, is to head our companies, is to head the conglomerates, is to be the award-winning A, B, and C. And so we keep chasing validation and we are chasing significance, not because we care about it, but because it resonates with our trauma points. So I'm going to ask you again, what are your traumas? What are your pains? What are the things you feel no one can understand? What are the things you wish you didn't experience as a child? What are the things you wish your parents did better? What are the things you wished your friends did better? Because if you do not identify this, you will run on the next generation and you will call it culture, but it won't be culture. It will be trauma. It would absolutely be trauma transferred. We've had mothers insist on their daughters being genitally mutilated and when you ask them they'll tell you it's our culture if she does not do it she will not get married if she does not do it she will not get pregnant if she does not do it all forms of social rules and norms guess the people implementing it women women who have been subjected to the same trauma and now they feel like because i've been here everybody ought to be here it's not because they are being wicked they are not being wicked their trauma has become culture you have to make sure as a person that your trauma points have not become your personal culture when we say something is culture we're talking about something that has become the norm a way of identification a way of life when you get to certain areas of southwestern nigeria people are absolutely rude that's how they sound to you they're not rude in terms of uh demeanor they are disrespectful with their words i mean literally these people greet themselves and call each other bastards it's culture not a yoruba culture it's the culture of setting cliques perhaps guys who stay at the car park together who call in passengers 
people around those jurisdictions, people who drink alcohol at the beer parlor together. It's a culture in their circle. But it doesn't mean the entire Yoruba culture, the entire Yoruba tribe in Nigeria is that vulgar. So while these people are part of the Yoruba tribe, they have a culture that is particular to their clique. And so if someone outside who is just an average Yoruba person gets called a bastard, the person will retaliate, they'll be mad. But someone in this clique gets called a bastard and he's like, oh, how far? Like, it's regular. That's how they greet themselves. So it's not a big deal to them. It's a way of life within that circle. It's a way of life within that community. So when we say culture, culture doesn't necessarily have to be the whole world. Culture might be just yours. That's why we have in corporate terms what is called personal culture. Some people have um, promptness as personal culture. Some people have been organized as a personal culture. Some people are early risers as a personal culture. My mother, for example, wakes up 4 a.m. up until very recently. If she has stopped it, I don't think it's up to three years. My mother stopped waking up 4 a.m. She wakes up 4 a.m. even on a Saturday. She wakes up, takes her bath, and then goes back to bed. But she must wake up at 4 a.m. It's a personal culture. Guess the funny thing. She wasn't born like that. She didn't live in a house where she had to wake up at 4 in the morning. She learned to wake up at 4 in the morning as a working class young lady living in Lagos State. And so because she had to deal with traffic, she started waking up 4 a.m. When my mother relocated to another city, Abuja, my mom stayed in Abuja for over 15 years, 2002, 2012, 2017. Yes, up until about 2019, my mother still woke up at 4 a.m. every day. And she moved out of Lagos in 2002. So even though she had left the environment that taught her that culture, the environment that necessitated that habit to survive, she had already learned it as a culture. So much that even when she changed environment, she was duplicating the culture even though it was now irrelevant. What your trauma does to you is that even when you've changed the environment, you still duplicate the same habits. So as a parent, if you grew up in an environment of lack, even when you have abundance, there is a huge possibility you will still act like someone who lives in lack. You will still function like someone who doesn't have enough. There's a huge possibility that you will still have a natural tendency to want to grab all you can get right now because you feel you will never get another. And guess the bad part of that? You could absolutely transfer it on your kids. And so you're telling them, don't spend, don't this, don't that. It's not because you don't have, it's because you were functioning from a place of your trauma. Mothers who have been sexually abused will not leave their kids with other people. One, because they feel that abuse will be replicated on their kids. So they don't trust anyone, especially those who were raped by family members. The extreme opposite of that, we find people who feel like, well, it will always happen. There's nothing I can do about it. So they are careless with their kids. Both extremes are response to trauma. So what's your trauma point? What's that thing you lacked when you were growing up? What's that thing you had excess of? Some of us had funny traumas like overprotective parents. 
they protected us so much we didn't know how to take any decision for ourselves so much that by the time we took a decision we failed so woefully and the fear ingrained itself in our chest that we can't take decisions and so as parents we fear our kids taking decisions because we feel they won't know how to take decisions. If they take it, they'll fail. It won't work for them. I'm just trying to protect them. Well, you're not protecting them. You're projecting your trauma on them. This is a lengthy episode, but it's deliberate because I want to help you understand why you're having those conversation questions on Instagram. You have your traumas. Your partner has his traumas or she had traumas. You want to know what those traumas are and you both want to put it on the table. If you need to see a therapist, go see one. If you need to speak to your parents and confront them and say, hey, you did A, B and C when I was so and so and it did not serve me and I did not move on from it. I got stuck as a result of A, B and C you did. Some of us have to go back and confront our parents for the kind of decisions they took that sabotaged us. Some of you don't know how to have friends. Some of us don't know how to have friends because when we attempted having friends, our parents came for us. Some of us don't know how to just be friends with the opposite sex because they told us that if you have friends, you're going to get pregnant. And so now your kids are growing up in a very social world and you're trying to ostracize them from the opposite sex because you feel they're going to get pregnant. They're going to get abused. You're not serving them. You're projecting your traumas on them. Because what you've simply done is the day they are in that position, they are not guarded enough. They don't have enough information. They don't have enough knowledge. They don't have enough and response for the situation a lot of teenagers have had sex with someone they shouldn't have had sex with because they didn't know enough a guy lied to them and said if you don't sleep with me my stomach is going to keep hurting the doctor said i need to have sex sperm is all stored up that's why my stomach is hurting and this girl has sex with this guy who just lied he just he just lied but she doesn't know any better because you never had the conversation with her that boy just got lied to. That boy got sexually abused by an uncle and he cannot talk about it because he's raised to believe men don't get abused. Men are strong. Men don't cry. So he can't report a sexual abuse that is happening right before you and you know why. You projected your traumas on him. You projected your traumas on her. Your parents, your seniors, your teachers, your uncles, someone somewhere in your life's journey told you men don't cry and you projected it on the young boy so if you were going to parent and parent right in 2022 listen to me you've got to confront your trauma and there is no way to sugarcoat this you've got to deal with it you've got to go into therapy if that is what it takes you've got to go as far back as your childhood is that if that is where the trauma lies You've got to confront your parents if they are the ones you need closure with. You might not get all the closure you want, but you can stand firm and choose to live for going forward. You can choose to say, oh, my child will leave. They will not experience the same traumas. I am rounding up in the next two minutes. Have you found out that the things we tend to hate about our parents the most are the things we tend to replicate? Well, because we hate them, we hate those habits, we hate those cultures, 
they stay with us because we think about them a lot. We experience them a lot. We are emotionally connected to those behaviors. We are emotionally connected to those habits. Those habits resonate with us. Yes, on the level of hatred, but hatred is strong enough to keep something in your conscious and in your subconscious as well. And so even though you're trying to get away from it, you are acting towards it because that's the only information you have. That's the only knowledge you have. That's the only thing you've exposed yourself to. And so if you are not going to pass down trauma, you have got to confront your personal traumas. And that means digging out whatever needs to be dug out. Because if you don't, your children are going to have it worse than you did. Whatever you have, you're going to amplify on them. And then it's going to be added to the problems of their generation, added to the media of their generation, added to the confusions, distress within their age group. And that's going to magnify whatever problem you felt you experienced in 19 whatever you felt you experienced it. I hope this inspires you to be a better parent. Please don't forget to check out our website at www.lizaexpress.com. We will try to make the document available so it is one comprehensive PDF file. So it is one comprehensive PDF. Until then, you can actually go on Instagram, search for Lisa Express Consult, or search for us on Twitter, Lisa Express Consult, or better still, Aliza Express C, and you will find our Wisdom Wednesday content highlighted. Have a great week. And don't forget to tune in next week Monday and share this content with another parent that you know. Don't forget to tune in next week Monday as we continue the series, Avoiding Traumatic Parenting. I am Elizabeth Akwendi. Bye.